Well, it's good to be in the Lord's house tonight. Amen. Amen. Hold on, I've got some kind of game or something playing on here. My girls download things on my phone and then it starts playing when I'm not expecting it to. Well, uh, what a beautiful Wednesday that we've had. Again, I don't know whether the weatherman's teasing us or what, but uh, it's about to feel a little bit like early spring on us. But something tells me that uh, we'll have some more cold weather before it's over. Amen. Uh, biggest snow I ever remember us getting was in March. So uh, don't let your guard down. You just never know what's... Uh, What's going to happen? Somebody said, as far as East Tennessee is concerned, if if you're not happy with the weather, just wait a little while, and sooner or later it'll change. So, but I'm glad to be here tonight. Amen. Good to be in the Lord's house with the Lord's people uh, this day. Uh, you know, again, uh, so many of our what we call holidays are uh, rooted in paganism. And I think probably if you look back, you'd find this one is the case, uh, you know. But at the same time, uh, I, we ought to be thankful for our sweethearts, no, no doubt about that. Amen. Say amen right there. Amen. That's right. Holly, did you say amen? She grunted a little bit at me. I guess that's the best I'm going to get tonight. But um, amen. Uh, but I'm thankful... Certainly for the love that we have the brethren, uh, the fellowship we have together. Uh, but most of all, I'm thankful for the love of Jesus tonight, aren't you? The love of God. There's nothing that compares to God's love. Uh, boy, I tell you, if we just learn to love as God loves, right? God's love is unconditional. His love is unchangeable. It's indescribable. Uh, amen. I tell you what, uh, it's miraculous. Why would God love sinners? But God commended His love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Uh, I can understand why He died for a good good man. Um, amen. But why would He die for a sinner? Why would a holy God die for unholy sinners? Greatest mystery in all the world. You'll never find an explanation. But I'm just glad He did. Aren't you? Amen. So we love Him. Because he first loved us. So, uh, amen. Praise the Lord tonight. I do appreciate you being here. I don't know about you. It's just been a, a hectic day. I don't know necessarily why. Uh, you know, most Wednesdays are, are pretty much routine for me. But, uh, amen, trying to get all my Valentines together and all that. And uh, then, as always, chaos at home. Uh, Amen. But, uh, hey, we're here. Sometimes that's, you know, sometimes that's all you can say is thank God for, uh, for uh, bringing me to church safe and sound. It don't always look pretty getting here. Uh, amen. But I'm, I'm just glad we're here. Thank God for the privilege we have to gather together uh, on prayer meeting night. You know, some churches uh, uh, have totally done away with their Sunday night and Wednesday night services. I think that's a tragedy, don't you? I tell you, I need to be in God's house, uh, amen. Probably it'd do me good if I, was, if I was in God's house more than what I am. 
I could use it every day, let alone three times a week, but amen, the schmoes, the Sunday morning only crowd, they, uh, amen, they must be more spiritual than I am, that's all I can figure out, I guess they can, uh, amen, the, the Fred Flintstone uh, Christianity, uh, a little dabble do you, amen, uh, but uh, y'all get that here in a minute, yabba dabba do you, um, amen, well, so uh, appreciate your presence, and uh, anything by way of announcement that we need to uh, to mention tonight? Anybody have any announcements tonight? Uh, Saturday, the courthouse, prayer gathering, third Saturday of the month, 11 o'clock a.m. at the Greene County Courthouse. If you're able to come out and be a part of that, please do. Um, and then uh, I will say this, I, I may be being a little presumptuous, I don't think so, uh, had the opportunity. Uh, I'll tell you, if you ever want to find LV, just go to the different restaurants uh, around town and sooner or later you'll spot him. He's not been getting out much. He had to go to the doctor yesterday evening. He decided to stop by Captain D's last night. It just so happened that that's where I was eating last night. And uh, he was on his way out as I was on, his, on my way in. I said, won't you sit, sit down and, uh, and talk with me while I eat? So we did. And uh, he's really struggling. We need to remember him in prayer. Um, uh, continue to pray for his, uh, uh, his niece, Debbie. Uh, she's actually doing some better. His, his brother-in-law, Jimmy Seaton. Remember Jimmy Seaton in prayer. Jimmy, that's Shirley's niece that passed away a couple of years ago. That's her brother. And Shirley had a great burden for her brother, and he's lost. And uh, I know when I preached the funeral... Uh, for Miss Shirley, uh, the Lord uh, uh, led me to say some things towards uh, those who might be lost. And boy, I, I felt like Jimmy was under conviction. The Lord was dealing with his heart, but he just wouldn't give in, just wouldn't get saved. But um, uh, he's been diagnosed with lung cancer. So remember Jimmy Seaton in prayer, not only physically, but most of all spiritually, amen, that he'd come to know the Lord uh, as his Savior. Um, and uh, but LV turns ninety years old, uh, the twenty third, I believe it is, of this month. So it's about nine days away. And uh, again, I'm being a little bit presumptuous here tonight, but I think it'd be good for for us to do a little something for him. Uh, yeah, I tell you what, if I if I was fortunate or unfortunate enough to make it to ninety, I think I'd want somebody to do something for me, wouldn't you? So if we could, ladies, if you want to try to get something together, maybe something uh, after church on a Sunday night, and we'll just make that special effort to get him here, even if we have to go pick him up, you know, just make sure he's here. And let's, let's celebrate LV, you know, uh, 90 years old, turned 90 years old. That means he's been saved about 10 years ago. Was, uh, uh, again, uh, never forget the first youth revival we had here at the church. Brother Greg Lentz preached the meeting, and boy, we had a full house. That was certainly before we remodeled the sanctuary, and uh, we had them sitting out on sitting out on the porch and chairs during that meeting. Several of our youth children's parents came. We had a different theme each night, and uh, school color night, you know, pizza night, different things. And uh, the last night on Friday night was uh, friend and family night, so the kids brought their families to church, and several of them got saved. Uh, but I think it was on a Tuesday night in that meeting, LV came 
to a youth revival meeting. He, we, we sent him a flyer. I think he got a flyer. Don't, don't tell me knocking on doors don't work. It does. We put a flyer in his door and, and uh, amen. And, and he came to church and walked the aisle and, and got born again at 80 years old. And boy, I'll never forget that night and what a blessing it was. So again, I just want to encourage, let's, let's do something. Uh, t- he's, he's lonely. Uh, doesn't have many, many, many people in his life to take care of him. So let's do our best to show, uh, make sure he knows that we love him. And boy, again, you know, I, I don't know if Uncle Kenny, if I turned ninety, I don't know. I, I don't know if it'd be a celebration or, or uh, depression. Hallelujah! <laughs> but uh, anyway, something tells me I won't make it that far. But uh, only the Lord knows. Do what? I hope so. I'd hate to think about what this world would be like in uh, another 45 years. Amen. All right, other prayer requests tonight. I'm sure you have some you'd like to mention. Wow. Amen. That's wonderful. Amen. Aren't you thankful that God still answers prayer? Amen. And I do believe that. I don't. I don't believe that's an accident or a coincidence. I believe that's the hand of God. I'm thankful for doctors, but you know, there's things that happen that uh, are beyond the explanation of doctors. And I'm glad the doctor doesn't have the, the final say, but the great physician does. Amen, according to his will. So praise God. That's, that's wonderful. Any news on James? Okay. All right, well, that's right, certainly. So praise the Lord for answered prayer on behalf of James. I will ask you to remember my aunt, Kathy Foshi, in prayer. She's in the hospital in Knoxville at UT, and she's got some, she had an infection in her body, and they're afraid she'd been having some seizures, and they're afraid it went to her brain. 
So remember her in prayer, as uh, my dad talked to uh, my Uncle Steve, uh, I think the night before last, and then I saw my cousin, uh, Steve's uh, daughter Sarah, today, uh, and she was telling me a little bit about it. So remember uh, Kathy Foshi in prayer. Other prayer needs tonight. Remember Carly in prayer. I don't know what's going on with her, but she's back there wobbling around in the pew like uh, she's on her way out of the world. So, uh, And I, I'm not going to get into specifics, but all I'm going to say, it had to do with a girl fight. So y'all think that boys fight? Shoot. Uh, they ain't got nothing on these girls, I promise you. So uh, amen. But uh, remember, remember her prayer tonight. She wanted Daddy to carry her into in into the church from a car I said first of all I, I don't have time and if I, even if I did I can't do it <laughs> so, amen that's right other prayer request tonight pray for mom and dad as they're still away continue to remember Denise in prayer and her health uh, as well as her grandmother also, uh, the Lula Cutshaw family, remember that family in prayer. Um, amen. A lot of people going through a lot of things. Unspoken request tonight by the uplifted hand. Lost loved ones we need to remember in prayer. Uh, we'll gather around the altar. We'll bring these requests for the Lord. If you'd like to join us, you can do so. If not, pray there in your seats, please. Continue to remember Miss Beth and her uh, upcoming delivery. Remember her in prayer. Will you please pray? Father, we thank you, God, tonight that we can just come in your house and gather together with your people. Father, Lord, thank you that we can assemble ourselves, God, and uh, Lord, as the body of Christ. And Lord, help us to never forget how blessed we are just to be here this evening. And, God, we're unworthy, we're undeserving, but Lord, we do appreciate, God, and the privilege we have to, Lord, to come into your presence, God, and uh, Lord, I'm thankful for the love of Christ, the love of Jesus, Lord, that was bestowed upon us. God, I pray, Father, tonight that uh, you'd help us to uh, uh, never forget, God, the great love for which you loved us, Father, and uh, God, Lord, uh, so many things we take for granted in life. But Father, Lord, one thing that we should never uh, fail to appreciate, Lord, thank you for it. That is just the fact that uh, when we were unlovable, God, you still loved us. And God, it wasn't enough for you to love us, but you had to die for us. Uh, Lord, but I thank you that you were willing, God, to go all the way, uh, Lord, to Calvary's cross and do for us what we could not do ourselves. And Lord, tonight I pray that you bless our gathering, bless the, the fellowship. Thank you for the songs of Zion, Lord. The, uh, uh, Lord, the prayers, God, of your people, Lord, the fellowship that we have. Lord, most of all, we thank you for the word of God. Pray that you use us tonight and help us as we preach thy word. God, that it might bring glory to thy high and holy name, Father. God, uh, Lord, I pray that you'd help me, use me tonight to be a help to bless you to your people. 
give me an unction from on high. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord, help me to proclaim, thus saith the Lord. Father, bless every prayer request tonight. God, those that have been mentioned, those that have not. Father, we sometimes may forget. We're so glad we serve a God, Lord, that never forgets. God, you're not negligent. Lord, you're always prompt, Lord, and you're right. You're always right on time. Father, I pray, Lord, thank you for the, the answered prayer, God, for uh, Lord Ellen's sister, Elma. Lord, bless her. God, I pray, Father, that you bless uh, uh, God, uh, continue to bless, Lord, her treatments and all the things she's got going on, the surgery that she has tomorrow. God, that it be a success. Father, I pray that you would uh, bless James and his health. Father, I pray for my Aunt Kathy. God, I pray, Lord, that you bless uh, Denise. God, I pray, Father, that you bless Miss Fanny. God, bless her. Uh, God, I pray for the touch-all family. Bless them. Uh, God, I pray tonight that you just bless Carly and her leg, whatever's going on there. Lord, I pray, Father, for our nation. I pray for our leaders. Pray for those, God, who are, uh, God, uh, uh, Lord, who are uh, making decisions, God. Father, as it relates to our land, pray for the peace of Jerusalem tonight. All the wars that are that are taking place around the world. God, more than most of all, we're thankful, Lord, that in a Lord in a in an uncertain world, Father, we still serve a, a God who's in charge and control. You're high, you're sitting high upon your throne in heaven. Lord, I love you. I praise you. And I thank you, Lord. And I. Just ask your blessings to be upon this service and our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Play a little bit more of that. Learning to lean, learning to lean, I'm learning to lean on Jesus, finding more power than I Sing that chorus with me, church. Learning to lean. Learning to lean. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. Finding more power that I've ever dreamed. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. Sing it one more time, church. Aren't you thankful we've got somebody to lean on tonight? Learning to lean, learning to lean I'm learning 
to lean on Jesus, finding more power than I've ever dreamed. I'm learning to My favorite word in that is learning. <laughs> you know, that doesn't come naturally. Uh, leaning and trusting and depending, especially on somebody you've never saw before, something that's not tangible, something you can't touch or feel. Amen. Um, you tell me sit down on a ch- in a chair, I want to make sure it's there before I sit down in it. Amen. But uh, faith is what pleases God. But boy, I tell you, it's what God does in life. You say, how do we learn to to lean on Him? Well, uh, He develops faith in us as He proves Himself faithful to us. Amen. Uh, You know, when you 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 shouldn't test God, so to speak, but uh, a lot of times He'll test you. And uh, Amen. Boy, I tell you, one thing you'll do uh, when 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 your faith is put to the, pre- the, the, put to the test. Uh, you may be found unfaithful, but one thing about it, God will be found faithful. Amen. He'll never let you down. And that doesn't mean He won't disappoint you. You say, well, wh- how can He do that? Well, He doesn't always give you what you want. But even when, uh, when God uh, surprises us and sends us on a detour, uh, when it's all said and done, we'll have to raise our hands and say he's done all things well. Amen. Do you know the word whoops is not in God's vocabulary? Uh, amen. My dad, he's, he used to say, um, I made a mistake once. Well, I think he's made more than one. I've got three siblings, so that's three right there. <laughs> but... Uh, Amen. Uh, I've made my fair share of mistakes. Amen. I thought about naming Carly mistake. But, uh, amen. Uh, So, anyway. But God's good, isn't He? Amen. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 50 tonight. Jeremiah chapter 50. Does that even seem possible? 50. (laughs) There aren't too many books in the Bible that have that many chapters. Uh, Psalm, I guess, would be the longest, but uh, amen. Jeremiah chapter 50, as we uh, wind down. Now, I say wind down. These next two chapters are just like chapter 49, lengthy. So we'll just have to get through them. But God doesn't make any mistakes. And um, if we're not careful, we'll view these final chapters of the book of Jeremiah as being... um, you know, irrelevant or impractical. But brother, that's not the case. If it's in there, it's in there for a reason. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Amen. Uh, uh, one thing about it, uh, if, if God writes a book, there's no reason to throw it away. Amen. Uh, there's a lot of newspaper outlets today that are being printed and uh, magazines and so forth. They'd be better off tossing them in the the garbage before they're ever published. But one thing about it, God's Word 
is, uh, is uh, beneficial. It's uh, practical. It's not out of date. It is as relevant today as it was uh, the day that it was written down. Uh, before the ink ever dried, amen, God's word is just as sure, just as true, just as real today as it ever has been. You can't improve on what God says. Man will never make another book. The man will never uh, produce a book that is comparable uh, than what God has already said. Can't improve on, on God's word, brother. Amen. You, God's word doesn't need any uh, uh, revision. We've got these revised versions. Why, why do you need to revise something that's already perfect? Amen? You know, a, a more relevant version. No, brother, I mean, uh, I believe the old King James is, is, uh, is understandable. Somebody said, well, we need to remove some of the these and the vows and just make it easier to understand. Brother, if, you're, if you won't be lazy... Amen. And you'll put forth a little effort, you'll be able to understand the Word of God. Amen. Problem is, a lot of people don't want to understand it. And what happens is when you give, especially when you give, uh, give infidels and non-believers the, uh, the authority to try to uh, reproduce or uh, revise or improve on the Word of God, what they do is, uh, amen, they... Uh, uh, they pervert it. Amen. They corrupt it. Uh, if you could prove to me, I've said this and nobody's taken me up on it yet. Uh, somebody may try. If you can prove to me that there's one word in this book that is corruptible, that is, uh, if you could undermine or if you could prove that one word or one chapter, one verse in this book is not uh perfect then uh, i throw my bible away and go do something else see that's what's happened today we're we're producing you know there's a lot of schools and colleges that are producing uh preachers that don't even believe the bible they don't even have confidence in the book they're preaching and then what they do is they stand behind the pulpit and they begin to say well i know it says this but here's what it means and this verse or this story is not supposed to be a part it wasn't a part of the the better manuscripts, amen. Uh, well, you know what they're doing is they're placing doubt in the minds of their parishioners. Isn't that what you called yourself the other night, a parishioner? I could think, never mind. Hallelujah. Uh, amen. Isn't that what Satan did to Eve? Hath God not said? Brother, when you start questioning God's word, and, and that's what's happening, you know, throwing our, our, our young people to the public schools and the universities and their number one objective is to disprove the Bible. And amen, you know, children and young people, young adults are leaving these universities and they're, uh, amen, the foundation of their lives has been eroded and undermined. Amen, and questioned. And uh, amen, uh, brother, you better, the number one priority in your life ought to be to settle in your mind uh, that this book, this Bible, this Word of God that we preach from, uh, service after server, service, truly is the inspired and infallible Word of God. Now, you know what they'll call me uh, today uh, for even saying that? They'll call me a radical. They'll call me a fanatic. Amen? Well, 
They'll call me a, a, a fundamentalist. I, that's, listen, that's not an insult to me. Amen. Uh, I don't want to stray a, away from the fundamentals of, of my forefathers. Amen. And I, I'll tell you what, we just need to get back to the book. All right. That, I won't charge you for that one. Amen. So chapter number 50. I don't know how I got off on that one. All right, we're just going to read the first 11 verses tonight. That's as far as we're going to get in our study. Hold on a second. Check one, two. All right. Uh, first 11 verses of Jeremiah chapter number 50. Let's begin reading. The Bible says that the word... The Lord spake against Babylon and against the land of the Chaldeans by Jeremiah the prophet. Declare ye among the nations and publish and, let, and set up a standard. Amen. We need to set up a standard. Amen. By the way, we've got a standard. Amen. This book is the standard. Not my opinion, not my philosophy, not my ideologies. Uh, amen. But the Bible is the standard. Amen. Uh, declare ye among the nations and publish and set up a standard. Publish and conceal not. Say Babylon is taken. Baal is confounded. Merodach is broken in pieces. Her idols are confounded. Her images are broken in pieces. For out of the north there cometh up a nation against her, which shall make her land desolate, and none shall dwell therein. They shall remove, they shall depart, both man and beast. In those days and in that time, saith the Lord, the children of Israel shall come. They and the children of Judah together, going and weeping. They shall go and seek the Lord their God. They shall ask the way to Zion with their faces thitherward, saying, Come and let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant that shall not be forgotten. My people hath been lost sheep. Their shepherds have caused them to go astray. They have turned them away on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill. They have forgotten their resting place. All that found them have, devout, have devoured them. And their adversaries said, We offered not because they have sinned, or we offend not, excuse me, because they have sinned against the Lord, the habitation of justice, even the Lord, the hope of their fathers. Remove out of the midst of uh, Babylon and go forth out of the land of the Chaldeans and be as he goats before the flocks. For lo, I will raise and cause to come up against Babylon an assembly of great nations from the north country and they shall set themselves to array against her. From thence she shall be taken. Their arrows shall be as of a mighty expert man. None shall return in vain. And... Uh, Chaldea shall be a spoil, uh, all that spoil her shall be satisfied, uh, saith the Lord. Because you were glad, because you rejoice, O ye destroyers of mine heritage, because ye are grown fat as the heifer at grass and bellow as bulls. Uh, with the Lord's help tonight, we'll just share these thoughts, uh, amen, on this, uh, the, the idea of judgment being pronounced against Babylon. Father in heaven, I love you. Pray your blessings upon the reading, uh, the studying, and the preaching of thy word. Thank you, Father, for your word. And Lord, just uh, 
what it means to us, God. Lord, there's a lot of things, God, they can take away from us. But God, the one thing that's invaluable and is irreplaceable is the Word of God. Lord, we ought to, to defend God's Word. We ought to uh, proclaim God's Word. Lord, we ought to stand on God's Word. Uh, Lord, more so than anything else uh, there is. Uh, God, it truly is the foundation of our faith. And Lord, I'm thankful that we have a sure foundation. I'm thankful, Lord, that we have an incorruptible seed. Uh, Lord, you said forever settled, O Lord, in heaven is your word. So God, I thank you for that. Lord, I pray that your word might be a help and a blessing to us tonight as we preach from it. And God, we need your help. Forgive us for our sins. Uh, Lord, use us tonight. Give us a, a holy unction from on high. And Lord, when it's all said and done, we pray that we might have made much of Jesus. Magnify and exalt the name of the only one that's worthy. That's our Savior. Uh, amen. On your word, exalt your son by way of your humbled servant. Uh, we're going to praise you tonight for what you do uh, that brings honor to thy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Judgment pronounced against Babylon. Up to this point in our study, the last few chapters, you know, again, uh, you know, the majority of the book of Jeremiah uh, are warnings and prophecies given out by Jeremiah the prophet uh, regarding impending judgment that was going to fall uh, down upon Judah. And we know that we've already saw uh, throughout our previous studies how that, that prophecy came to pass just exactly as Jeremiah said it would. Of course, the last chapter, number chapter 52, will be a summarization, so to speak. Uh, Jeremiah is just kind of, kind of going to summarize, you know, what took place. So again, Judah is the primary uh, player in this book. Uh, amen. But yet, we, we know there's others as well. Jeremiah was the prophet to the nations, not just the prophet to uh, uh, the people of Judah, to his homeland. Also, we notice prophecies against Egypt, prophecies against Gaza, prophecies against uh, Moab and Ammon and, uh, and then Edom. And uh, amen, just, a, just a, uh, uh, again, basically all of the, all of the nations that were, uh, that were generally located uh, near to or close to uh, Judah and, and what would be modern day Palestine. Amen. All of these nations were affected by the one, uh, the, the king, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, the man that God providentially raised up as an instrument to execute judgment upon his own people. Now isn't that something else? Isn't that hard for us to grasp how that God, amen, would allow a, a pagan, uh, idol-worshiping heathen. Of course, there's some people that believed Nebuchadnezzar ended up getting saved. Well, I don't know. Maybe he did, but one thing about it, he knew who, who uh, he knew the God of Israel before it was all said and done. Amen. Uh, the Lord made a believer out of him uh, by way of the prophet Daniel and his dealings with him. Uh, and uh, but but you know, God used this man. God raised him up. Uh, he was an evil man. He was a wicked man. Uh, he was a, a a proud person. But God raised him up as a tool that he used to bring about judgment and to execute wrath and vengeance upon those who had disobeyed the Lord. So uh, you say, well, that must mean that God was pro-Nebuchadnezzar and God was pro-Babylon. No, my friend, because uh, what goes around, so to speak, comes around. 
And, uh, you know, not all, see, God is a just God. And sometimes we think, well, this one, you know, uh, you know the old adage, the old saying, why does the uh, righteous uh, suffer while the wicked prosper? Uh, amen. And, and it d- just doesn't seem fair when we think about all the evil people of this world, the wicked people, the, the God deniers, uh, the atheists, the infidels. It seems like their lives are easier than ours are. Amen. But listen, you gotta. Amen. You gotta. Amen. You gotta read the whole story. Amen. As uh, the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey used to say, and understand that just because God delays judgment, and it's just because He delay, uh, delays justice, does not mean that when it's all said and done, all the scales will will be balanced. In other words, right's going to be right, wrong's going to be wrong. Uh, Those who are right will prevail, and those who are wrong are going to be cast into hell. Uh, Amen? So we don't have to worry about that. Uh, What does the Bible say? Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. And brother, if God said He's going to repay, then you'd better just wait and see. It may not be on our time, but it'll be His time, and there's going to be a payday someday. Amen? One thing about it, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So uh, again, uh, God, God's going to, uh, you know, God always, uh, amen, God always executes vengeance. Uh, and God always is just in His dealings with, with, with His creatures. Uh, so yes, for a while He used Nebuchadnezzar. And again, the, the empire of Babylon and under Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar and all these other kings, uh, who reigned and over the land, uh, they were one of the great empires of the world. If you remember the great statue in the book of Daniel, amen. Nebuchadnezzar was the head, amen, but there were other, the, the Grecians and the, amen, the, uh, the Assyrians and uh, the Roman Empire, amen. And then we believe on down to the, the, what will one day be the revived Roman Empire. All of these, uh, the Persian Empire is also mentioned in that. But listen, Uh, Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon, they were the head. So uh, there haven't been too many uh, empires or nations or kingdoms that could match uh, the one that that, that, uh, Nebuchadnezzar built. He was a very wealthy man. Uh, You know, the the hanging gardens of Babylon, uh, one of the, the, the seven wonders of the ancient world. But yet, there came a day when God humbled him. And you can study... Uh, in the book of Daniel, how that there came a point in time where uh, Nebuchadnezzar went plumb crazy, and he basically spent some time grazing in the pasture like one of the like a beast. Amen. Listen, you better be careful about exalting yourself. You better, uh, t- especially trying to uplift yourself and elevate y- yourself to a, to a place uh, equal to God. Amen. Just like the Roman emperors, uh, the Caesars, and uh, amen. They really viewed themselves to be gods. Well, they fell. Rome fell. And nowadays, man still wants to be equal to God. Uh, but brother, when it's all said and done, if it's of man, it's going to come to naught. If it's of God, it's going to prevail. Uh, amen. So God is the only one to be exalted. Uh, amen. But God ended up having to judge Nebuchadnezzar. And God ended up having to uh, execute wrath and vengeance not just upon Israel and Judah and 
in Gaza and Philistia and Egypt and Moab and Ammon and Edom and Elam and all these other, uh, these other kingdoms that we mentioned. But brother, when it was all said and done, uh, amen, the sword fell on ba- Babylon just like it did everybody else. And you remember the handwriting on the wall and that story of uh, that great feast. Uh, I believe it's Belsh- Bel- Bel- Belshazzar, I believe, was having the great feast and they were drinking out of the very cups uh, that uh, had been brought out of the Jerus- out of the temple in Jerusalem. Amen. And uh, uh, amen. They said that before the night's over, uh, your kingdom's going to fall. And the Persians... Uh, they, they felt as if Babylon was, was invincible. Uh, amen. Just like these other... You know, w- one thing about humanity is we just continue to do the same thing over and over. We continue to depend upon uh, our resources. And again, we talked about our weapons and the ge- geographical location, our borders. And nothing wrong with borders. Amen. I'm for them. But brother, what we need is a, hey, a holy edge. What America needs more than a... Uh, a, a secure border, border that America needs a holy hedge. Uh, and I'm afraid that that's the problem, not just the, the and maybe that's a, isn't that an analogy, amen? The open border is a, uh, amen, is an example, an illustration of the, whole, the hedge that used to, uh, to, to surround America because of the faith of our forefathers, but now the hedge has been removed. And the enemy is, uh, is invading, amen, uh, amen. I'm not talking about the, the immigrants. I'm talking about Satan has invaded America. And that's what happened to Babylon. He said, well, we have our walls. Well, the Persians, they dammed up uh, the river Euphrates and they came, uh, they came in under the walls. Amen. Brother, I'm telling you, if God ordains destruction, I don't care what you do. I don't care what kind of wall you put up to protect yourself and to defend yourself. I don't care how strong uh, your border so, supposedly is. If God uh, ordains destruction, I mean, you might as well capitulate because you're going down. And that's what happened to Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon. And specifically, what we're going to, and we don't have much time tonight, I'm just kind of introducing things this evening, but the reason that God chose to, to deal so heavy-handedly Handedly with Babylon is because of the way that Babylon uh, treated God's people. The Jews, you say, well, wait a minute, I thought God sent Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians to to invade uh, and to capture uh, the people of Judah. Well, he did, but yet they gloried in it. They took pleasure in it. Amen. And it's almost like they elevated themselves and tried to view themselves as being greater than God because uh, in their minds, not only did they overcome uh, the people of Judah, but they overcame the God of Judah. And brother, one thing you're never going to do is overcome God. Amen. God will get the last word, and that's what He did. So let's just share some things. Let me say this, Babylon. You know, these two chapters are very lengthy chapters. Uh, Amen. And it's almost as if... uh, Jeremiah gives more attention to them than any other uh, of the nations that he deals with aside from Judah. And you say, why is that? Because Babylon's important. You know, Babylon, Babylon, biblically speaking, we don't have time to get into all this. We did so in our study of Daniel, but especially our study of Revelation. 
a couple of years back and the importance and the significance of Babylon. Uh, of course, the word Babylon comes from uh, Babel. And you know what Babel means? Confusion. Amen? Uh, isn't that what this world is? A world of confusion? And that's what, you know, that's what, see, again, it, and, and none of this is, um, uh, is, uh, is coincidental, but the Tower of Babel that was built by Nimrod, and uh, Nimrod built a tower, and what they were trying to, they, they, were, they felt like they could build a tower that would, uh, that would extend all the way to heaven. And uh, again, they were trying to exalt themselves to a place equal to, to, to God. Just like Lucifer did, did he not? Uh, that's why that uh, uh, Lucifer, uh, Satan, was kicked out of heaven because he tried to, uh, amen, he tried to match wits with God. And God had to humble him. Well, God humbled Nimrod and his followers at the Tower of Babel. And uh, we don't know for sure, but there, we, a lot of scholars believe there's a connection between Babel and Babylon. And, uh, uh, you know, biblically speaking, as you study Babylon, you'll find that it is, you know, the only, uh, the only kingdom or nation we could, we could compare to it as far as being a rival representation of the system of this world would be Egypt. You know, Egypt represents the world. Amen. But I'm telling you, maybe even so, more so than Egypt, biblically speaking, Babylon provides us with a picture of the system of this world. Now, again, I don't have time to go uh, into it, but you can study it on your own in the book of Revelation. Uh, the Bible speaks about Babylon, uh, New Babylon, not the city uh, of Nebuchadnezzar, so to speak.